of Destiny Total Sports Ministry in conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Okolo Prince. God bless you as you listen. Lord, we thank you for yet the mercy you have shown to us. You are forever faithful. Thank you for your faithfulness, for keeping our lives, for the help we have received in the month of October. We have quickly come back, O oh Lord, to say thank you, our Father. We are here to connect afresh your help that can never finish. You are ever ready to help again. You have the power to help us. That is why we have come. In this wicked world, in this world that is full of darkness, in this world that mercy is moving away, Lord, we say help us again. Help us again in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us again. You promise us to help us, O Lord. He said, ye warm Jacob, ye men of Israel, fear not, I will help you. Lord, please, we ask you to help us again. We look up to you for your help, O Lord. Lord, send us help. In all the troubles, in all the fears, in all the temptations, in all the trials, in this month, O Lord, by your help, O triumph. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' name we are prayed. Now the Lord bring this to my heart. As the year is about finishing, it is still part of it. And the Lord began to drop it in my heart. You've not taught them some things. They need to be taught. They need to be taught. And we'll quickly start looking at that. And we are trusting the Lord that God will help us and give us a better understanding. There is a spirit in the air. That tries to pollute the air. Whenever you hear about the teaching on finance, on giving, there's a pollution because some people who actually are not our brethren, or some brethren who don't understand the biblical pattern for Christian giving or biblical pattern for acceptable giving. That is what I'm teaching you today. They have bastardized it that many people are getting confused about it and because of that the help and the blessings of God that should have come to his people they are not enjoying it you see people of God today they get offended they get angry those ones who are not offended they have become devilish subtle when it comes to giving that some of them can even put hand in the basket of offering and collect money and put in their own pocket some people can put paper in the offering bucket. Some people also can even steal from the paws of God. The reason for all this is because of the picture that some of the people of God has painted. Or some of them who are not actually the people of God. Some who are the people of God, but they are not taught well. They are not taught well. And some also because of greed has made them to come to the pulpit and start saying certain things that are not in order and thereby blocking the blessings that the people of God should have enjoyed. Are we saying amen? Now I'm teaching you on biblical pattern for Christian giving. You can call it also biblical pattern for acceptable giving. Whenever you hear giving, don't get offended. Rejoice because God wants to bless you too. 
Rejoice, God wants to bless you too. Don't get offended because many people have bastardized the thing and they have turned people to angry people when they come to church. When you hear offering time, they get angry. They say they have started again. <laughs> and some people will go and change money. Five, five naira, ten, ten naira, and they come and give. Some people, 50, 50 naira. So if they are selling in their shops, all the 50 naira, they will keep it for God. All the 20 naira is for God. Then the one that are beating God, all the 100 naira, they keep it for God. Then the day they want to show off, they will bring 1,500. Hallelujah. Now look at Exodus 25, verse 40. Exodus 26, verses 30. Acts chapter 7, verse 44. Hebrews chapter 8, verses 5. We want to establish something before we start. We are talking about a pattern, biblical pattern for Christian giving, biblical pattern for acceptable giving by the Lord. Exodus 25, verse 40. And look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. Exodus 26, verses 30. And thou shalt rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof, which was showed thee in the mount. Acts chapter 7, verse 44. Our fathers had a tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses, that he should make it according to the fashion that he has seen. He should make it according to the fashion that he has seen. Hebrews chapter 8, verses 5. Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. God has a pattern for everything he's doing. Our God is not a patternless God. Our God has a pattern. For everything God is doing, there is a pattern. For everything he's building, there is a pattern. For everything he does, there is a pattern. That everybody must sit down and learn. Both the ones who are practicing it. The ones who practice and also teach. The ones who practice and also teach. And look at God speaking to us in Hebrews chapter 1. Verses 1 and 2. He showed us Jesus as a pattern. And he wants us to learn. Every day. All the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Is talking about one man. And the name of that one man is the person Jesus Christ. Are we saying amen? amen. I say it's the person Jesus Christ. It's the person Jesus Christ. God, who has sundry times and in diverse manners speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verses 2. Had in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds. By whom also he made the worlds. Jesus Christ is the pattern son. Jesus Christ is the pattern son. Jesus said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So in Christ, there's a complete fulfillment of every law. That is why when we believe in Jesus, we are no more judged by the law. We have also fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. Are we understanding what I'm saying? Now, we began to look at what Jesus said to us. How we must learn. Biblical pattern of Christian giving. Biblical pattern of acceptable giving. Look at Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 1. 
For I give you good doctrine. Forsake it not my law. Go to three. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved, in the sight of my mother. Verse four, can we read together everybody? He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. He taught me also and said unto me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Let not him make your heart not to retain his word. Any day your heart stop retaining his word, you start dying. You might be pointing a kissing finger at many people that they are the reason why you're not succeeding. Nobody is the reason why you're not succeeding because nobody holds your destiny. Your destiny is with God. When you do what he asks you to do, you will succeed in life. He said, he taught me also and God has been teaching you from January to this November. How many of them have you kept? How many of the world have you retained in your heart? How many of them are you walking step by step to obey? The year is rounding up. The question is this. If you have not received the help of God, it is your fault. It is not him. God still has power to help. But the people he helps are those that their heart retains his word and keep his commandments. They will be living. You will live. There's no two ways about it. No man can make you not to live. You will live. Even if people want to stop you from living, God will make a way for you because his word must come to pass. He said those that their heart retain his word, those people that keep his commandments and do them, they will live. They will live. Nothing can stop them from living. And part of the commandment that God is giving to us is what we are studying now. Here it is every giving commanded by the scriptures is a giving unto the Lord. Every scriptural giving is a giving unto God. Every giving is a giving unto God. Never let any devil deceive you. Any day the devil tell you it's no more God you're giving, he has deceived you. Any giving commanded by scripture is not a giving unto any man. It's not a giving unto any church. It is not a giving unto any minister of the gospel. It is not a giving unto the needy. It's not a giving unto the poor. It's a giving unto God. You give to the poor, you didn't give them. It is God that commanded that you should give to them so that it will be well for you. It's a giving unto God. You give to the minister of the gospel, it is God that commanded you should give to them. It is for your good. It is a giving unto God. You give for the building of the church. It is for your good. Hear this and hear it well. Let your heart retain his word so that you can be blessed. So that you can live. So that you can enjoy even the blessings of God. That is one area I discovered the people of God are getting it wrong. If you go to most of our churches today, you see what people are doing there. Because the people teaching them, they have made them believe that they are helping God. Touch yourself, say, I can't help God. Touch yourself, say, I don't have the capacity to help Almighty God. If 
God will need help, he won't call you. He won't call me because we don't have the capacity to help him. There's nothing he created that can help him. There's nothing he created that can help him. He helps every one of us. All of us need his help. And how do we get the help? Until we obey. Until we do what he commanded us to do. So the first thing you must know is that every giving commanded by God, commanded by scripture, is a giving unto God. Don't let any devil deceive you. Don't let any devil deceive you. Don't let any devil deceive you. Every giving is a giving unto God. So settle that one in your heart. Settle it in your heart. If God commands you should give to the poor, it is for your good. If God commands you should give to the ministers, it's for your good. If God commands you should give to the building, it is for your good. Any giving he commands, it is not for his good. It is for your good. It is for my good. It is for the good of anyone that obey. Then again, whether giving for church or ministry work, giving to God's ministers, giving to the poor, giving to your parents, giving to brethren, offerings and tithes, etc. All of them are given unto God. Giving to your parents is given unto God. He say, honor your father and your mother that he might be well with you. That you might live long here on earth. It is God that commanded. If you give, you're giving to God. And God whom you are giving to will bless you. If you think you're doing your parents good, you're not doing them any good. You're doing yourself good. You're doing yourself good. It is yourself you're doing good. You're being smart so that God can bless you. So you're not doing them good. It is an obligation that every child of God must know and observe. Everyone born of God must understand it and you must do it consciously. Somebody say, my parents are dead. It's not true. There are parents that are still there for you. Even if your biological parents are late, you still have parents. That is why God said, you have spiritual fathers too. You have them too. You have people too that are standing as your parents. Even if it's not spiritual father, there's somebody who might be standing as a parent for you. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So you can't escape it. Tell your neighbor you can't escape. There's no escape route. So don't give any excuse. Don't be a rebellious person. Don't be a rebellious person. Are we saying amen? They all command God blessings when we do it according to the dictates of the scriptures and teach others the same. Ezra chapter 7 verses 10. And teach others the same. So they command great blessings. They command great blessings when we do them and teach others the same. And teach others the same not when we take advantage of the people. Are we saying amen? Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel status and judgments. And judgments. There must be a preparation of the heart to do, to seek what God wants you to do. A preparation of the heart to seek it out from the law, to teach others to do them, to teach others, to seek it out to do, to teach others also so that they will know. So it's not only for me to teach you, it is for me to teach you, you obey. And you can also teach others. 
as you do, as God blesses you, send you mighty help, you can also teach others. Like I keep saying to you, I only teach what I practice. I don't teach what I have not practiced. I teach what I practice. I teach also what I have gotten the result. So that if you do the same, you can get the same result. So it's not good to teach people what you have not practiced. It's not good. You teach them what you practice. You teach them. So if they obey, they will get the result. No one that listens to what I'm teaching him and obeys that will not get the result is a lie. Because I am teaching you what I've tested and I've proven. I will say in amen. Now, the first step to acceptable giving, the first step to Christian giving, the very first step to acceptable giving, and that is where many people miss it, is that every acceptable giving must begin with the giving of oneself, one's heart to God holy. That is where it begins from. It's important we lay a very strong foundation so that as you begin to give to God, from this time around, you will see great things happening in your lives. Many have given to God, but they have seen nothing. I tell you, many have given, but they have seen nothing. Because they were not taught well. Every giving that didn't begin with the giving of the man himself to God is not an acceptable giving. Write it down. This is important to know this. Every giving that didn't begin with the giving of yourself first to God is not an acceptable giving. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. Proverbs 23 verse 26. My son, me your heart first and let your eyes observe my ways. God is not interested in whatever you want to give him more than he's interested in you giving him yourself first. There's no giving on other ways before God more than the giving of a man's heart to God. More than the giving of a man's heart to God until a man gives his whole life to God. There is nothing you give to God that can ever move him. Your car cannot move God more than your life that you're giving to him. The house you release to God cannot move God more than your life you've given to him. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. The first thing God is demanding is you. God is saying, give me you. You carry your car. He said, no, keep it by the side. Give me you. I am talking to you out of experience. In my work with God here, people are brought car. And as they leave the car and the money, God said, tell him to keep the money. It is him I need. You know, it's him I need. I said, Lord, I know. I will tell the person, God said, give him you. The person will say, no, he carry himself and go. I said, okay, carry your car also and your money and go. Nobody can beat God in this. What shall it profit a man when he gains the whole world and loses his soul? God understands the value of a soul. God understands the value of you more than the car. He understands the value of you more than your house you want to offer. God understands the value of you. You 
I'm talking about you that is listening to me. More than whatever you want to offer him. You are more valuable than whatever you want to offer. You are actually more valuable than all the gold, all the oil, all the silver, all the position in the world, all the certificate put together. You are more valuable. So how do you think that the almighty God will be looking for one dollar more than you? That is where our churches began to make a terrible mistake. That is where they began to move away from the biblical pattern of giving. From the biblical pattern of giving. That is why today in crusades, you see people who came to be saved. They are asking them for offering. People that came to be saved, they are asking them for offering. They want to recover the money they used to host the crusade. Is it not God that gave them the money in the first place? Who gave them the money? Did he tell you he's asking them to pay back? What he needed is their soul. What he needed is them. He need harvest of souls. If he can get only harvest of souls, that crusade is a wonderful one. That crusade is fulfilled. As far as heaven is concerned, is somebody saying amen? So, the first step to biblical giving is the giving of yourself. If you have not given your heart to God, stop giving God your money. God is not interested in your money more than he's interested in your heart. God is not interested in anybody's money. God is not interested in the service you render more than he's interested in your person who is rendering the service. In your person who is rendering the service. My son, give me your heart. That is the first command. Give me your heart. Let your eyes begin to observe my ways. It is until you give him your heart, then you begin to observe. Then you begin to observe the ways that God do his own things. So in case you are here, you have not given yourself to God, and you are thinking that heaven is interested in whatever you are giving. No, heaven is not interested. May I announce that to you today. And I want to beckon on you to quickly give yourself to him. So that whatever you are giving can be acceptable. They have made giving look as if God is a beggar. They look at our God as if what God is hunting for is money. God does not hunt for money. His business is the business of soul winning. He wants to see souls return back to God. He wants to see the captives of the devil be set free. God wants to see men return to him. God wants to see you have your dignity again. Which sin has robbed men of. So the first thing he needs from you is your heart. My soul, give me your heart. Let your eyes observe my ways. It is the foundation of all the givings that is acceptable. It is the foundation of all the givings. So the first question is this. What have you given to God first? What have you given to God first? What have you given to God? Maybe the people that taught you didn't teach you well. That is why you see people come to the television screen. You are preaching the whole world. People that you don't know. And you are asking them to give money. You are asking them to give money. People you don't know. You don't know them. People that need salvation. People that want to give themselves to God. People you should first tell to give themselves to God. You are asking for money from television. Money. Did God send you to ask for that? My son, give me your heart. 
So it's your heart that the Lord needs first. Your heart is more valuable than whatever you give to him. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say better amen now? Now we go further to dig deep to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. Living Bible, then good news. Good news. Our friends, we want you to know what God's grace has accomplished in the churches in Macedonia. They have been severely tested by the troubles they went through. But their joy was so great that they were extremely generous in their giving. Even though they are very poor, I can assure you that they gave as much as they could, even more than they could, of their own free will. Verses 4, they begged us and pleaded for the privilege of having a part in helping God's people in Judea. Look at verse 5. Everybody read together. It was more than we could have hoped for. First, they gave themselves to the Lord. And then, by God's will, they gave themselves to us. It was more than we could have hoped for. First, they gave themselves to the Lord. And then, by God's will, they gave themselves to us as well. So what was the first thing they gave? They gave themselves first. To who? To the Lord. They gave themselves first to the Lord. They gave themselves first to the Lord. Living Bible. Now I want to tell you what God in his grace has done for the churches in Macedonia. Though they have been going through more trouble and hard times they have missed their wonderful joy with their deep poverty and the result has been an overflow of giving to others. Three, they gave not only what they could afford but far more and I can testify that they did it because they wanted to and not because of nagging on my part. Not because I'm saying if you don't pay tight things will be tight for you. Not because I'm saying, if you don't give, you will not prosper. Not because I'm saying, that is the only way your life will be good. They were doing that willingly. They were doing it, nobody persuading them, forcing them, pushing them. If you don't give it, that is why things are very difficult. They understood, even out of their poverty, they were doing it. But that's not where we are studying today. I will take time and teach you all of this that you cannot excuse yourself. The problem is that the grace is not yet there. That you don't have is not the reason you're not giving. It's not true. It's not true. It is grace. When it's not at work in a man, you will hold the one you have. You do as if you're not hearing what God is saying. And you are not helping God. You are not helping any man. You are cheating yourself. It's yourself you are cheating. Because if the church can understand. They won't force you. They won't persuade you. They don't need to nag. They will keep quiet and leave you. Do they need to nag? No. There is no need of nagging. Come and give. Come and give. Start giving. One, one million. Two, two million. Eh, eh, it's not necessary. Four, four million. No, 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 no. Don't nag. Stop nagging. Stop disturbing people. Leave them. 
Let them give willingly. They need to understand it. They need to understand it. So the reason is because when they have not given their whole heart to God, the Bible said the first thing they did was they first gave themselves to who? To the Lord. They first gave themselves to the Lord and also submit to the apostles in their teachings. They submit to the apostles and they teach them. They don't go out and start murmuring. They believe that these people are teaching them the truth. They're not hunting for their money. They are teaching them the truth. The biblical pattern in order for God to begin to bless them. So marvelously. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? Look at four. They begged us to take the money. So they could share in the joy of helping the Christians in Jerusalem. Five. Best of all, they went beyond our highest hopes. For their first action was to do what? To dedicate themselves to the Lord and to us for whatever direction God might give to them through us. So the very first step, the very first thing God is desiring from everyone is first a dedication of your life to him, a giving of your life to him, a surrendering of your life to him first before whatever you want to give. Are we saying amen? I said, are we saying amen? So there must have been men and women who were first confronted with the first gospel of Christ. And what is the first gospel of Christ? Repent. So it's not everybody that comes to church that God gives the privilege. Giving is a privilege. Touch your neighbor say it's a privilege. Giving to children of God. Giving is a privilege. Giving to the children of God. So it's not for everybody. They are making it look as if it's for everybody. So every sinner can come and give. Everybody can come and give. A hawker can come and give. People who are stealing money from the government post can come and give. People who do Yahoo Yahoo can come and give. People that cheat people in their business can come and give. Because they have not given themselves first to God. If they have understood that before you can give an acceptable giving unto the Lord, there must be first a giving of your own heart to the Lord. God is not interested in your money first. He's interested in me and you first. Giving our heart to him is the first thing he demands from us. So for God to bless us, we must learn to ask a good question. Have I given my whole self to him? Now if you have given your whole self to him, you are the one that is qualified to give to your father. Are we saying amen? You are the one that is qualified to do what? To give to your father. You are the one that is qualified to give to those poor. Give. Give and give again so that you can be blessed. You can be blessed. But unfortunately, do you know what I'm seeing? Huh? Those ones who have not given themselves give more. Those ones who have not given self, they are given more. They took over the privilege that God cared for his people they give more. When they say give, they are out. They are giving. They are giving in millions. They are giving in millions. But those ones who are children of God, they hold back and hold tight. Praise God. But I tell you, no one will take your place. Finally, look at Second Kings chapter 5. If you remember the case of Elisha, 
Naaman and Gehazi. Elisha, Naaman and Gehazi. I use it as case study as I close. I have discovered that anytime you tell children of God about giving, many of them feel offended. But those who understood, they are not offended. They rejoice always, doing it with joy. Celebrating their father. And God has never failed to return back to them. He keeps blessing them every day. He keeps returning to them every day. I said paying tithe with 10 naira. When I understood what they call tithing, I said paying tithe with 10 naira. I paid 20. I paid 50. I paid 100. I paid 200. 1,000. 2,000. 3,000. 10,000. 20,000. Listen, it never dropped. It kept increasing every day. It never dropped. It never dropped. I keep paying. I keep paying. I keep paying. Then I keep teaching others. You're not supposed to be teaching people what you're not doing. What you have not proved. Don't teach people. Shut up your mouth. It will work for you. It's double sin you're committing. Then in the course of that, God said no. It's not every Sunday you give offering. From every tithe I give to you, there's an offering there. Put it together and drop it once. So I stop giving offering when people are shouting offering time. No. As soon as the tithe comes, I bring the tithe and bring the offering together. I drop it together. Whether on Monday, on Tuesday, on Saturday, any day at all, I drop it. Any day at all, I drop it. I don't wait for Sunday. I join it together because I saw from that scripture they are robbing me. He said in tithes and in offering. In tithes and in offering. Verses 15. Look at what happened. Nehemiah was a leper and he was seeking for solution. And a maid that was serving him from Israel. After he has tried everything, it didn't work. And the maid said, I know about a prophet. In my land, God uses him so mightly. Why not go to my place and see him? He can be the solution. Nehemiah went to the king and took permission from the king. The king had to write. He write to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel had to call Elisha and say, there is this captain of a king and this man had leprosy. And the maid has said, there is a prophet. Are you understanding what I'm saying? What can you do? And Elisha said, tell the man to come. And the man land. When he landed, they carried the man to Elisha. Elisha refused to come out. He was inside his house. And said, go and tell this man to take his bath. In River Jordan. Seven times. After that, it will be clean. And Nehemiah began to shout. Go to ten. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. 11. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and remove the leper. And that is how many of us behave. Go to verse 12. And not Abana and Feba, rivers in Damascus, better than all the rivers of Israel, 
may I not wash in them and be clean. So, he returned and went away in rage. Look at verses 13. And his servants came there and speak unto him and said, My father, if the prophet Abidi do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then when he said to thee, wash and be clean. That's how many of us be. If they said you should climb mountain, burn candle, do so many things, so some assault will be doing it. But if they just say, do small thing, he said, no, this mountain. I told somebody, you're giving your life to Christ. Jesus has forgiven all your sins. He said, Pastor, it can't be true. How can he forgive my sins like that? Do me deliverance. <laughs> I say, you just finished confessing your sins. And you say you give me life. Forget. <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> Do me deliverance. That's <laughs> okay. I don't know about that one. I know what God said. I've told you simple. So that was the case of Naaman. Praise God. Go to 14. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he went clean. 15. And he returned to the man of God. He and all his company and came and stood before him and he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Who was he talking to? He was talking to Elisha and go to 16. But he said, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. What a miracle. What a miracle. This is a time for the man of God to show off and collect everything and enjoy. But the man wasn't in the business of what he would collect first. He was in the business of what God would gain first. He want God to gain first. He understood that God is not interested in that first. What is interested in first is what? That man called Naaman. God needs you first. God wants to get you first. And not what you want to give to God. And look at what happened. In verses 17. And Naaman said. Shall there not then I pray thee. Be given to thy servant. To most burden of earth. For thy servant will henceforth. Can somebody say henceforth? Can somebody say henceforth? Offer neither bond offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. From this moment, has God not got what he need? Has God not got the man? If the man of God has collected money, don't you know the man has paid off? He will leave and do his hand like this, and Satral are paid. Amen. I paid him. They asked him, nah, that man is wonderful. I gave him two million. Two million. Two million. I'll give him another one. But when the man refused, he gave himself and said, from now, there's no other God I'll serve. Only this God I'll be serving. Because I'm indebted to him. The man of God made him to understand it is you that God need. It is not your money or your gift. It is you that God need. Until we understand that this is the foundation of all the givings. It has happened to me too. 
like it happened to Elisha. Just to prove it is the same pattern that God uses everywhere. Every day, every time. He has not changed. He is the same God forever and ever. In that office, I was there. And the young man came in. He said, ah, man of God, I am here for three things. Number one, I want to be the highest goal scorer this year. Number two, I want to play the national team. Number three, I want to travel abroad. He said, I want God to do these three things for me. And I was told, that is the people that used to tell them, as told him, if you want it, go and sow a heavy seed. Heavy seed. The seed that if you drop it, heaven will be shaken. Heaven is not shaken for any other seed, except the seed of your heart. The seed that shakes heaven is the seed of your heart. First, if that is not the first seed you're sowing, any other seed you're sowing doesn't shake heaven. Heaven kick it. If that heart is not with God, heaven will kick the seed by the side and say we don't need it. I heard God as he was this speaking. Don't collect it. If you are my servant, don't collect it. If you are my servant, don't collect it. What I need is his soul. He told me he came here with his car key. A car is already parked there. He wants to sell the car. He said he has gone to empty his account. And there is huge money there. He wants to drop it on my table. And as of the time we are saying this, this pastor don't have bicycle. No bicycle. If I dismiss work that day, I'll go to that bus stop and enter bus. And they will choke me up. I'll go to my house. And God spoke to me and said, don't go that direction, my son. I have not changed the same pattern. Build according to the pattern you have been shown. Build according to the pattern you have been shown. Don't change. Leave the car to go. Leave that one to go. And I was there. I said, sir, God said he need you. Keep the car for yourself. Keep the money for yourself. He said he will still do those things for you if you give yourself to him. Count him faithful. Give your life to him. Give your life to Jesus. He started laughing. He laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. He said, Pastor, Pastor, he collected his car. He collected his money. He left. I had my peace. I kept my Jesus with me. Two weeks. Can somebody say two weeks? Two weeks after that, the Lord gave me Jaguar. No number. Some other person came here and parked Jaguar here and climbed upstairs with two keys. He got into my office. He knelt down. He said, God said I should give you this car since I've been trying to dodge. But now I can't dodge again. God has arrested me. Please pray for me. I stretched my hand and prayed for him. God said, collect this one because you obeyed. I collected that one and kept the key by the side. I say, you can go, sir. You are blessed. Move. I'm talking about biblical pattern. Here we are. Another pastor is in the church tasking the people for money for his car. I'm not saying that giving to pastor is wrong. Buying a car for a pastor when it's not God is dangerous. If it is God, you will see how he does it. God places a burden on people. God places a burden on people to do it. He places a burden on them. When you follow biblical pattern, God knows when you have need, he begins to meet it. When you pursue the first thing, as it has to do with giving, pursue the first thing. Pursue the first thing. 
It is the giving of the souls of men. After that, I was here again. And that player, he brought his car here. He came in here. He said, he saw his car again. He brought key. As he was dropping the car, he was telling me, don't refuse the car. I said, no, it's not you that will tell me the one I will take. Father, father said, give it back to him. He want to travel. He thought he would travel, but he will not travel. He will come back to Nigeria again. And back to Enugu. When he see you driving the car, how will you feel yourself? Won't you be ashamed? You'll be driving his car, you'll be drinking. Won't you be ashamed? Father said, give him back his car. He's not going anywhere. Don't mind him. I gave him back his car. Immediately I gave him back his car, he left. He traveled, he came back. The day I saw him back, I laughed. I said, thank you, Jesus. It would have been terrible. If I'm driving the car, if you're walking on the street, you see me pass. You can imagine me. If I drive the car, I see, I say, enter, make I drop you. Even as you're carrying the person, they'll be looking at you. Now my car be this so. That's what he'll be saying is that. Now my car be this so. This man don't rob me of my car. You're a thief. But it's true. You're a thief. You robbed him. And that's what we're seeing in many of our churches today. Robbing people of their cars. Robbing them of many things. They have robbed people of their land. Robbed them of car in the name of giving. Our brother shared with us a woman went and carried a husband car and so to a man of God. And the man of God who couldn't hear God, he can't discern. And they collected the car. Our brother said, they brought the car first to him. And God said, don't touch the car. And he didn't touch the car. The woman was insulting him. I said, see you, you are tricking, want to help you and you are showing that you are proud. When the husband came back, the husband had the woman, where is the car? He said, I'm giving the man of God. The husband said, before I close my eye and open, let the car appear in this house now. If God wants us to give to man of God, he will tell me and not you. I'm the head of the house. It's not you he will tell, it's me he will tell. It's not God that spoke to his evil spirit. God is the God of order. All these women that say God spoke to them ahead of their husband, is the demon spirit that spoke to you. It's demon spirit that is speaking to you ahead of your husband. God will not go and talk to your husband and it's you he's talking to. Ah, it's demon that is talking to you. God is God of order. Look at 18. In this thing, the Lord pardon thy servant that when my master goeth into the house of Rimon to worship there, and he leaned on my hand, and I bowed myself in the house of Rimon. When I bowed down myself in the house of Rimon, the Lord pardon thy servant in this thing. It's an ADC. Christian ADC, that's what he's trying to explain. Christian ADC. Now following Muslim president. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The man was saying, I have changed now. I am following God. This is my God. But I'm still the ADC of the Muslim man. So when he carries me to Moscow, are you understanding what I'm saying? He knew I have to be there. So if the man now asks me to sit down, are you understanding? Lord, please understand. Understand me. It's not my fault. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But for me, I have declared to follow you. You are God forever and ever. So that is what God wants. But how did he get it? The man of God had to keep money by the side. He followed the pattern of God. He got the man first to God. And he said unto him, go in peace. So he departed from him a little way. 
but Gehazi. Oh, the Gehazis. But Gehazi, who did not understand the pattern of God, said money must come before their souls. It is money before their souls. How can the man of God spare this man and not collect money? We can't change the pattern of God. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God said, Behold, my master spared Naaman, this Syrian, in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take some word of him. So you can imagine if Brother Mecca Chris was here listening, when I reject the car, he followed the man and said, Oh God, I'm equally a prophet. I can pray for you. The thing will happen. Give me the car. Give me the money. Or coach will follow. I say, what do you want? I'm equally a prophet. I can pray for you. Don't mind him. We need it. He's only just trying to pretend. <laughs> we need it. That is how we see so many Gehazis misbehaving. So many Gehazis. They don't want to go after the souls of men first. They have turned the pattern of God upside down. They see people who are not believers. They are collecting money from them. They are doing launching in the church. Inviting Ogbodi people. Inviting all manner of people. And they are giving them money. Because for them it's money they are there for. It's not for their souls. And they know it. And they know it. But you child of God. What is God saying to you? Inviting people who embezzle the government money. Who dip their hands in dirty things. Who are doing yahoo yahoo. It is the devil. The devil crippling to our pulpit. He want to collect the pulpit. If you see where pastors are talking about money in the churches today. They cannot differentiate. They can say no. Offering is not for everybody. Are you understanding? So you must make them know. Offering is not for unbelievers. The first thing God is demanding from believers is what? Give yourself. Give yourself to him. So that you will not be deceived. So that the trumpet will not sound. After you finish giving offering. You see yourself in hell. Won't that be a tragedy? And that pastor will be arrested too by heaven. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him. Running after him. He lighted down from a child. To meet him and said. It's all well. 22. And he said. All is well. My master has sent me saying, Behold, even now they have become to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the songs of prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two change of garments. Please, how does this equal to the soul of Naaman? How does this equal to the soul of that man? Do you see the picture this man was painting? He was painting a terrible picture against the man of God. That this man is a double standard man. He don't actually know what he wants. He paints another picture. That God don't know what he's doing. He don't even know what he wants. And that is what we are seeing today. That is the teaching we receive today. They make God look as if he don't know what he wants. But don't God know what he wants? What does he want? The souls of men. Is it not true? He made it clear to everybody. This is the first thing I want before anything you can give. And that was how leprosy hit this man.
And Naaman said, Be content, take two talents. And he urged him, And bound two talents of silver in two bags with two chains of garments and laid them upon two of his servants. And they bear them before him. And when he came to the tower, he took them from the hand and bestowed them in the house. And he let the men go and they departed. 25. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Whence cometh thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no whither. Is he all these men that are talking about offering too much? They all lies. Because the way they pursue the thing is too much. They pursue it with everything. One, one million. One million. Ask him, has he given you one million? Has him given you one million? Am I asking you to give one million? Have I given you one million? It's when I've given one million. I give two, then I tell you give. At least I'm leading you. I'm leading. I should be an example in everything. Be an example. Teach the people the truth that is in Christ Jesus and leave them alone. Now look at what happened. And he said unto him, Wait not my heart with thee. When the man turned again from his child to me thee, is it a time to receive money? Please look at this. Is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and oliveyards and vineyards and sheep and oxen? And main servants are made servants. There is a time for that. Is there, is there a time for that? There is a time for that. The time for that is after the souls of men has been won over for the Lord. The man can now be bringing the thing. We can be accepting it and say, brother, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah, it's our brother, at least we have won him for Christ, is it not? Heaven is also rejoicing with us, yes, it's our brother, but this one is not our brother, we are collecting everything, heaven is saying, I'm done with you. Is he a time to receive the sins? So there is a time to receive it. Look at what he said to him immediately, the leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave upon thee, and unto thy seed forever. I pity that generation that didn't know anything. But their wicked father has brought a curse upon them. I will not be a father that will bring a curse to my generation. I refuse to be a father that will bring a curse to my generation. Many of those fathers have brought many curses upon the young generation pastors that are following them. Because they taught them the same thing. They didn't show them the right part of life. And they are bringing curses upon them. And they are carrying the same teaching. Given to other ones that are following them. Polluting the body of Christ. Polluting the altar of Jesus. Teaching people falsehood. And not showing them biblical pattern. Because their belly has become their God. They love pleasure more than they love the Lord. The Bible said in Timothy. That is the sign of end time. He said, you start seeing people that love pleasure more than they love God. I am not among them. God called me and he showed me what to pursue. I am pursuing that thing he said I should pursue. And he said, the leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. God forbid. It will not happen to you. It will not happen to your generation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can we talk to God?
I believe today you have learned. At least there's something you have learned first of all that has to be a foundation for biblical pattern of giving. Begin to talk to God and say, Lord, yourself that is giving, why are you giving? Have you first given your whole heart to God wholly? Have you dedicated yourself to God? That is the first thing. If you are giving today, you are going up and down telling people you give this, you gave that to the church, you gave this, you gave the other one, you gave your time. Listen, have you given yourself wholly? That is the first thing the Lord is asking of. That's the first thing he's asking of. Talk to God. As we come to the table today, we receive grace. Is there any part of our heart that is still being held by the world? Lord, we give all to you so that we can be qualified to give. We can be qualified to serve you and worship you with our offerings, with our sacrifices. We are not qualified to worship you with our sacrifices and our offerings if we have not given ourselves to you first. God does not need anything from a man he has rejected. God does not need anything from a man he has not accepted. God does not need anything from a man that his heart is far from him. Who is serving him with just his lips. No matter what anybody tell you, tell the person no. What God needs first is me. If I give him myself, then I'll begin to serve him with everything that I have. God don't need anything you have until you give yourself to him. Elisha said to him, is there a time to start receiving these things? There is a time. When that time comes, you will see that man that has given his heart, he will release everything. Nobody need to force him. You don't need to cajole him. You don't need to start pushing him up and down, threatening him. Because his heart is with the Lord. Giving to his father will not be a difficult thing. He won't do it under duress. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. I know you are blessed by the message just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in sports circles at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-6022-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.